0: If you're a founder, business owner, or someone who's trying to figure it out and you've ever felt frustrated, frantic, or unfulfilled, then you're in the right place. My name is Tara Payton. I'm a marketing strategist and consultant who's worked with hundreds of founders. And I am here to tell you there is a space for you to center yourself, get focused, experience fulfillment, and live in flow because you deserve it. I am here to walk you through the phases of life and business most want, and we will own each stage together. Sometimes I'll be joined by other founders, friends, and special guests who are willing to share the highs and lows of their journey and have since found their own flow. Welcome to Found the Flow. Now let's get you to step into yours. I've known Chloe for a couple months now. Don't and I shortchange like, us like no, that. No, listen, I cannot finish. No, because you See, started this is, wrong. This is the start of it. I've known Chloe for just a few months now, and I feel like we it's are kindred spirits. A year though, I just want y'all to know. But still, I feel like I've known you for longer than that. I feel like I've known you for like twenty years. Like you're a girlfriend yeah. that is I've had since back in the day, right? With the right? French roll. With the French role, right? We'll get into the French roll um can you stop <laughs> i need all the laughter this, okay, okay so this like chloe literally um i talked about her in an op- another episode and i was saying you know my brand designer before we met in person she was like you know i'm really trying to figure you out i'm trying to figure out your style who yeah. you are and she was like you were giving you know not trying to be offensive but you're giving dry <laughs> And I was like, okay, I understand and I get it. Like I don't really share much. I'm not, I don't really share yeah. a lot of my personality online. That's just who I am naturally. And I also talked on another episode about kind of um, escaping the corporate veil. Okay. So what I really appreciate about Chloe is like she gets this side to come out of me and, and I get that side to come out of her. So that's why I say yeah. I've known you for way longer than the six yeah. months that we've known each other and have worked together. so I appreciate you for that and I want to say thank you thank you I appreciate you for letting me be me unapologetically because
1: I feel as a service provider of course there's a certain expected level of professionalism but Mm. I will always tell anyone I'm a human first right and I want you to see that before you're like oh she's just a business owner or just a creative or Whatever the case may be, like I'm a human first. I like to enjoy myself. I like to laugh. Like I like mm. to have energetic conversations, no matter who it is. And I'm pretty sure you can say like that's my thing. But unless right. a client works with me and actually gives me time to build that
0: rapport, you might not see it. Right. And I, it, Chloe is such a joy to work with because she is herself, and also I think she reciprocates the same energy and allowing me to be myself. Yeah. And not too many people you come across when you're working with them allow you that space right or that grace and reciprocate it so i really appreciate that i'm glad all right so we started out acting a damn fool mm-hmm. <laughs> talking about some of my favorite but words. it was real yes That's it was definitely thing. real um, so I want to get into, let's get into the heavy stuff first and then we'll, okay. you know, get that out the way. All right, let's do it. Cause I do want to talk to you about your experiences and some of the things that you've gone through, you know, a few years ago, especially as you were building yeah. your business, right? Yeah. So take me back and take the audience back to that time, that tough time in your life when you were experiencing, um, in in the middle and in the center of an abusive relationship
1: yeah um it was a lot and i think it was because that was actually like my first adult relationship so in my mm. mind i was misconstruing a lot of things as support but or in his mind he was helping me push to my best self i'm like i don't think that that's it like he was like you lack discipline i'm like well, i don't think it's your place mm. to discipline me so building a business a lot of times i don't think people realize and the reason like i said i'm a human first so a lot of times being a human is what trickles into your business as it should because Mm -hmm. it's run by people whether you have a corporation it's people working for you that's why if you look at company websites there's the morals there's Mm -hmm. you know what that company stands for it's a thing Mm -hmm. but when you're a solopreneur That whole business is what you stand for, what you're going through, and it will reflect. So during that time, because he was abusive, it would be a lot of times where I would speak my mind because I know I needed to, but be punished for it or got Mm -hmm. hands put on, you know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying? So it got to a point where I didn't want to confront and I would bury feelings, I would bury thoughts. I would just try to stay silent to avoid conflict. And in Mm -hmm. building a business, especially like an up-level business because you know I have a premium price point and I'm, I'm aware of that it's always been higher than typical because of my talent and I'm confident in that as well however clients want communication mm-hmm. you know like no matter what you pay for clients want communication like people joke all the time like you know a $50,000 client will just pay the invoice versus someone who paid 400. And they want to talk all the time like Mm. you're still supposed to talk to people it doesn't matter what the price point is but i was unable to do that because i was so used to speaking up and being punished for it so Mm. whenever a client was upset i wouldn't say anything until i had something to deliver Mm. so a lot of times for anyone who's like working with creatives or whatever the case may be they could just be going through something i'm not saying it's that and i would never wish abuse on anyone Mm -hmm. but it could be that you know like it could be they're going through something and they don't know how to vocalize that then everyone tells you okay you gotta keep your business and your personal separate and Mm -hmm. some people really take that to heart so it's like well i can't tell them about my personal life so i'm not gonna say anything Mm -hmm. that's not the case either So I'm finally at that point where, thank God, not only am I out of that relationship, but I'm able to confidently speak on it. I'm able Mm -hmm. to, even if I don't have something done for a client, I'm able to say, hey, little behind and realize it's okay. Mm -hmm. Because also the difference is that was a face-to-face altercation all the time. Mm -hmm. These are emails and texts. So to not be able to communicate because you're scared of what will happen, and these are, are people that are not even in front of you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's a lot. And I had
0: to realize how detrimental it was to my business, yes, but to me as a person. Mm-hmm. So when you were in the relationship, did it start out abusive? Did it, No. Like when did that happen? And were there signs before that um, abuse started? I think there were verbal signs. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely
1: can see how a lot of times women, sometimes we may think, whether subconsciously or unsubconsciously, we may think we can change a man, you know? And I don't think I realized I had that mentality because of what I thought love was or what I thought a relationship was like, I didn't have that group in a single parent household, just me and my mom. So I didn't know how a man was supposed to treat a woman. You know, all I had was lifetime movies. Just Mm -hmm. being completely honest, like not trying to be funny. But in my mind, I was supposed to have a high school sweetheart. I was supposed to have this, this, this. So there was a lot that I didn't understand. I -hmm. feel like about relationships at that time, but he had told me like that he didn't get along with his mom. And it's like, men look at how they're going to treat a woman also based on how they treated their mom, you mm-hmm. know, and things like that. So I'm like, that should have been a red flag because you don't respect your mom. Who under that mm-hmm. are you really going to respect? You know what I mean? I'm like, well, maybe if he just sees a softer side or see that women can be good or whatever the case may be. But obviously that's not mm-hmm. how it goes. But it was always that. I think maybe maybe about six months in, and it was a four-year relationship. So this was mm. mostly
0: abusive the whole time. What was the breaking, like, not breaking point, but what was the point for you to take action to step out of the relationship?
1: I think they were the same for me. They were synonymous, the breaking point and the step out. Because I I mentally was done with the relationship in 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, it continued maybe... six more months after that Mm -hmm. so I was mentally already withdrawn but it took him choking me to be Mm -hmm. like oh no like this is and I had been praying for an amicable split because I didn't want to be hurt physically harmed Mm -hmm. you know so I had been praying for an amicable split for a while Mm -hmm. to even get to where I got to to get out of it and I'm just like I'm just happy to be out of it but it still didn't even really end that was May, 2019. He still didn't move out till November, 2019. Mm -hmm. So I was still out of relationship and still
0: felt trapped Mm -hmm. for another half year. So I'll say a year to get out of it. Mm -hmm. And what types of support? Did you have support? Did you seek support? Were you able to speak to people or did you kind of go through this I went Entirely through this alone
1: by I think I did this alone by choice I definitely like I have got friends that are married you know because I'm still a small person I'm legit five feet tall and everybody. size even though she I'm literally y'all this big <laughs> um and I'm fine with that it's okay you know short people but big close energy mm-hmm. um so I think I did this alone by choice not that I couldn't have sought help but my mom you know mom's just they they just know stuff. I never said anything to her, but she was like, "Let me know if he hit you." And I was like, mm. "No, mom, it's fine," because I didn't want her hurt though. Because he was his mentality was just different, mm. and I didn't want to bring anybody else to, into it. You know what I mean? Like he would say, "I wish you would call the police." Like I was scared to do anything else, but at mm. the same time, I was like, eh, "I don't think he gonna hurt me, hurt me." But you don't know. Mm-hmm. and i'm glad it never got past what it did but i know that for some people it might have mm-hmm. or a lot of people didn't find out about it I was out of it completely and he was gone mm-hmm. um and they were like well why you didn't tell me you know i would have pulled up this mm-hmm. this this and i'm grateful for my tribe of people both guys and girls but i'm like if i have guy friends that are married i don't want them getting mixed up i'm not their woman to protect mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying And other women, of course, I'm like, they're the same strong points as me in some ways because I'm a woman, too. So I didn't want people who weren't meant to be in the situation getting wrapped up in it. It doesn't matter to me that they didn't mind. I'm grateful. But I'm like, I don't want something happening to someone that it didn't have to. Mm. And I'm like, this is still my battle in a lot of
0: ways. So Mm -hmm. So when you decided to leave, what Mm -hmm. was that? What shifted for you in your mindset? What was it that, you know, or I guess when you decided you had already mentally checked out of the relationship and yeah. he moved out, what was the, the, were the shifts that you actually had to go through in order to get to the big clo energy? Cause that's what we see here today, right? Definitely and big I'm Klo. so appreciative that she is here, but what shifts did you have to make to actually get to that point? Uh, first, the mental shift.
1: Um, one thing that he said a lot, that didn't resonate with me. And I've never like put this out, out. But he was like, the ancestors said, you need punishing. I said, what you are not about to do is blind ancestors. Okay, that that was literally like the.
0: You know what that reminds me of? Have you seen the movie Bad Vegan on Netflix? I think I've seen like the thing, but I haven't seen the movie. Quick sidebar, one of my favorite vegan restaurants in New York City was called pure food and wine. Hmm. The owner who was running it, I forget her name, but she had met this guy and he essentially was like testing her. He was mentally abusing her, essentially saying like, oh, my family, you have to go through this test. And so he wound up getting her to give him millions of dollars by testing her, by blaming it on like the universe and all these other things. And she kind of like you know, went with it. She wholeheartedly believed. Mm. And then she also believed that he was going to um, allow her and her dog to be immortal. Right. So just thinking about that, like when you talk about the ancestors, Mm -hmm. for you to say it didn't resonate with me, I'm so glad it did. But like for this yeah. woman in this story, it just reminded me of that because she wholeheartedly believed like she and her dog would be immortal. Yeah, he was definitely manipulative in
1: that way. Like mm-hmm. he thought his self-studying, and this is something I had to realize, like because he wanted me to, to like study certain things, you know, with him. And I don't mind being open-minded to things. I know everyone's beliefs are different. Plus mm-hmm. I like to understand people because in what I do, and you know, in the way that I brand, I literally want to know everything that you don't mind sharing. Please right. let me know it because i need that to come out in the branding Mm -hmm. you know what i mean so i didn't mind like studying like we went to like african history classes and stuff like i do know what i took away Mm -hmm. from the relationship um but at the same token it's like i don't i don't think you're interpreting it the right way because Mm -hmm. people also interpret things their own way right and it would be very manipulative to me the way he would like he definitely thought that you know, I'm supposed to do X, Y, Z. Also, I was at one point I was the only one working. I definitely financially supported most of this. So to mm. understand like what that looked like for me, I'm like, I could have been doing this just for me in the in the right space this whole time. Mm-hmm. So it took a lot and I had a cat, I have a cat. So a lot of people don't know that, but she fun has- fact, I have a cat. Mm-hmm. Um, And so he would try to hurt my cat sometimes. Mm. And I'm like, oh no. He didn't do nothing to you. Mm -hmm. Like cats or any animal, they sense energy. Mm -hmm. So he would like either scratch him or like hiss at him. And then he would think he needed to punish the cat. Like Mm -hmm. anything that's against him, he did did not like. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, oh, no, this is not it. Like I think I actually been praying out of that relationship probably before I even remember Mm -hmm. doing it. But I just kept saying, God, give us an amicable split. Because I didn't want to be out of the relationship because something happened to me. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. I want to be out thriving. Because
0: mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. So I'm sorry I cut you off earlier oh, you fine, I not a bad girl. vegan thing But you were talking about the mindset shifts yeah. That you actually had to go through In order to like fully step out In some other shifts
1: Yeah to realize number one how strong I was Like mm-hmm. on my own Like as a person I was also an only child So I think I always used to long for a certain type of companionship just because I grew up just me and my mom. I grew up just me. Like, I have really good friends. But it's something about companionship that I always wanted. And I think, like, I had to get out of that. It's not that I don't still like companionship. Um, In my current relationship, best partner I could have asked for. Google you know what I mean? Best. Listen, top tier, okay? <laughs> um, But... At the same time, like I had to realize the power I had on my own, mm-hmm. and I don't think I did. Like he made everything into a we thing when it was really trying to be boosted, me boosting him,
0: mm-hmm.
1: or he would try to belittle me and be like, "Well, if you're not gonna cook every night." I can find somebody else that did it just so he could make me cook like they definitely will play a mind game Mm -hmm. you know in different ways but i had to realize like no i can do this like all the money that i made or have made and will make like i need to be building out how am i going to build out something for me when i'm supporting two people Mm -hmm. trying to do all these things that's impossible like god is not i'm like god brought me here for a reason You know what I mean? Like I know the devil does things too, but I really feel like there were certain things that strengthened me in a different way. Mm -hmm. And I just had to be able to say, no, like, just like with the communication with clients, I had to be be like, these aren't clients that are trying to hurt me. These are Mm -hmm. not people who are trying to abuse me. These are people who have put their trust in me Mm -hmm. to do things. The least I can do is tell them what's up. The Mm -hmm. least I can do is tell them what's going on. But it's literally, it was just a lot of prayer and just forcing myself to do it. Like it was at the point where to even answer a hard question from a client, I would hurry up, type the answer and throw my phone across the room. Mm. because i didn't know how they would respond and it was such a trigger and i'm and then i realized after a few times i'm like oh hadn't nobody hurt me you know what i'm Mm. saying like they want me to win Mm -hmm. like i was like i really didn't even realize i developed the mentality and i tell people all the time like so this relationship ended right before the pandemic right so this was before you know everybody was getting all their business together and things like that so once we once the the government you know said okay mask mandate stay at home that Mm. initial pandemic aspect it was just kind of like okay well i'm home i'm healing but i live in that house still two years after he left Mm. so energy is very much a thing it can very much change your perspective like i didn't realize how much it was bogging down like i'll tell people i didn't realize Even with him gone, I always had music on or was always looking for something to do Mm -hmm. or looking for a reason to go somewhere. Like I thought I was fine because he no longer lived there. Mm -hmm. But in reality, I didn't have peace. I didn't have internal peace and I wasn't trying to create it in my outer space. Mm -hmm. Like when I finally moved out of that space, when you move a bookshelf and realize like, oh, that's the wall I got thrown into. Like that's a different type of reminder. That's Mm -hmm. a different type of in the worst way though, motivation to get the fuck out. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like just being transparent. So now that I'm in a new space, it's like, like to take a that sigh of relief. Like I know a lot of people, we talk about like, you know, after a long day, you're just mm-hmm. like to wake up and just, and I can do that deep sigh all throughout the day and feel fine. I can mm-hmm. sit in complete silence and feel fine. I can go on date night or do other things and feel fine. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I didn't realize that I didn't have that.
0: How long did it take for you to get that, to get your peace?
1: I would say at least, honestly, I don't even think I was at
0: peace until I finally moved out. Got it. So, so we'll say two later. years. Got it. And then what was going on? I know you talked a little bit about, you know, emailing clients and being fearful of what their responses would be and kind of having an expectation that they would hurt you as well. Mm-hmm what else was going on in your business? Like, what did it look like from the front end? Did everything look good? Did you have to shut down? What Um, was going on? It looked like I picked up momentum. I feel
1: like, because that was, like I said, that was also during the pandemic when Mm -hmm. stuff first, first happened. So it would be one of those situations where everything turned virtual and my job is primarily virtual Mm -hmm. anyway. So it didn't really slow me down, but I felt like the need to do more. And one end, I was like, oh, okay, I can catch up on everything because now nobody can't go nowhere. So now it's not going to follow me if a photo shoot can't happen because we literally can't do it. Everything's mm-hmm. closed down. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it made me feel like I needed to do more to catch up. So I'm like, okay, now I'm on my own. I have to make money. I have to do this. I have to do this. So then, like, I was coming up with all these other different services that I didn't realize until later were running me ragged. Like, mm-hmm. I loved at one point. So I did this global conference mm-hmm. at the beginning of the pandemic. And I had about 300 people book a 30 for 30 call with me, Mm -hmm. right? Like I had no rules on it. Like you can book more than one call. So I think it was 300 calls total. Mm -hmm. And it sounded good. But when you think about it, that's only $900. 30 minutes? Right. Oh, wait, $30? um, $30. For 30
0: minutes.
1: For 30 minutes. And I had never offered that. And these were people also from all around the world. So I was like, oh, I'm international. Like it sound good, but then mm-hmm. that's when you realize like I'm doing way more work. So I got through it, you know, cause mm-hmm. it didn't require me to do design work. These were literally just, you get asked me questions about your brand. For thirty minutes, mm-hmm. and I did them for most of that year, so people could space them out. Like it wasn't like all within a week or anything like that. But even still, it was a lot of talking, you know. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I realize I don't want to do that. I like to create in silence
0: now. Mm-hmm. Like my piece started to look different as I started to having to find it. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. That makes sense. So you had to go through a few different. Yeah. Iterations of what you wanted, or not what you wanted, you had to go through a few different iterations of things to figure out what exactly it was that you wanted. That and then I
1: had to realize too, like what I felt like was healthy for me, what Mm. I felt like was okay Mm -hmm. for me. Because I'm like, oh hey, these calls, you know, this isn't people being mad. Like, you know, you literally it's thirty minutes. Mm -hmm. You're just asking me questions. There's no way that you can get mad because it's not a service I owe. You know, I was trying to find my way out of always having to explain myself Mm -hmm. but i couldn't skip that process Mm -hmm. you know and i met a lot of good people from that i still have clients now that end up booking full projects you know Mm -hmm. because they connected on certain levels like it was it was an interesting time but it was rewarding in a lot Mm -hmm. of ways Mm
0: -hmm. hey if you want to figure out how to go from being a frantic founder to a founder in the flow then you better go ahead and get on my email list Take the quiz to find out where you are currently in the founder's journey, how it impacts your marketing, and I'll send you information straight to your inbox that is known to get you in flow, keep you in flow, and get consistent customers and cash flow coming to your company. So go ahead and take the quiz. It's linked in the show notes, and I will see you next time. Is there anything about that time that you would have done differently? Which time? the entire experience, the relationship, the shifts in your business. I wouldn't have tried to shrink to him. Mm
1: -hmm. Cause I feel like we either wouldn't have got to the relationship point. And honestly, I don't even know when I got in the relationship. Like, you you know, usually a guy will like ask you, like Mm -hmm. it got to the point where, when we first started dating, he had just moved here. He was living with someone, his uncle, I believe.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And he little by little just started moving his stuff into my apartment at the time. And that was my first apartment, like after quitting corporate. Mm -hmm. So, and then next thing you know, every time I moved, he moved too. Like there was never a conversation of moving in. There was never a conversation of we're actually together. Like future conversations didn't look healthy in Mm -hmm. any sense of the word. It was just kind of like, I don't wanna do this or I don't wanna do this with you or certain certain things like that. So Mm -hmm. I feel like it wouldn't have got to even that point. Mm-hmm. if I had understood my worth more at mm-hmm. the time, but I was also like 24,
0: so. Do you think that the entire experience helped you kind of set and form better boundaries? Yes. Both personally and with yes. other people? 100%. And what are some 100%. of those boundaries that you now have in place? Like now,
1: you know, I, you know, I have two phone numbers, but mm-hmm. there's personal and business. I think that is a very underrated boundary mm-hmm. for people. They're like, I don't need that, you know, but some people... I had formed all these unhealthy boundaries of letting clients have that number. Like I wrote it off as this, the business number, mm-hmm. but when people are texting that and calling that all times a day, cause they think this is how to reach you, that's not a boundary. Mm-hmm. So I've had to even retrain clients now. Like this is not the primary way of communication, mm-hmm. unless we have a call scheduled, an actual phone call, cause it's usually zoom, I won't be on this phone mm-hmm. unless I initiate conversation. So I'm able to put it down at night without being guilty or it has all my business apps on it. Mm-hmm. So I know in my personal time, I'm not looking for all the business apps to be, and I'm not saying that I don't still have work to do sometimes when it's supposed to be a personal time, cause that's kind of entrepreneur life for the most part, but it's easy for me to be like, you know what? i'm done with this for the day Mm -hmm. and i'm unapologetic about that now Mm -hmm. it was not always like that at all i always felt like i need to do more to be more Mm -hmm. and i'm like no you you come to me for the vision you know Mm -hmm. you know me i will take your vision and make it mine Mm -hmm. and when you have a head that's clouded
0: i can't do that
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so
0: so you said something and i love that you you thought that you had to do more in order to be more yeah right what now does that, like, moving to the next level look like for you, does it mean that you're doing more? It actually... I feel like I'm doing the same or less. Okay. Um, And I'm not
1: saying less, meaning, like, she ain't doing no work, you Mm -hmm. know, because, you know, that is a lie. But it's about being okay with delegation, Mm
0: -hmm. being
1: okay with, like I said, putting my phone down at a certain time. Mm -hmm. Like, we used to shoot every... Any day of the week. If a client was available and we was available, we would do it. Mm -hmm. Now we try to have one shoot a week just Mm -hmm. so I'm not overexerting and being in multiple places at one time, like all the things that used to be multiple things or at certain points in the project, I have assistants to do that. Like mm-hmm. an assistant director, assistant designer, you know, because if it's something that I may not have the strongest point of doing, I'm not ashamed to say that, mm-hmm. but my job is still to bring the vision full circle. Mm-hmm. So it actually is me doing less, but still doing the most at the same time. Right. Cause you're doing it with other people. Exactly. Right. And being able to help other people. Like, I think that gets overlooked too. Like delegation is cool. It sounds good mm-hmm. when you're even just thinking about perspective of, Oh, I want to do less work. But delegation also is helping other people reach their goals. Mm-hmm. I feel like, or mm-hmm. at least it should be, at least that's a mission of myself and the Chloe branding company. I'm like, okay, what is your specialty? You know, when I work with people, I want to know what their specialty is. I typically would work with them first Mm -hmm. so I know if they're a good fit or not, what their specialty is. And then I want to leave them Mm -hmm. in that zone of genius. So I may not need anything again until it's another similar project to that, like delegation my type of delegation is more so for the creatives, mm-hmm. you know, like I know we think about, you know, I need an assistant or a bookkeeper and all those people, they can just remain in their zone of genius anyway, cause mm-hmm. their, their jobs don't really switch, mm-hmm. but even just working with different photographers, working with different videographers is because they each have a niche. Mm -hmm. And I feel like when they get to still have their own thing going on in their zone of genes and I'm only bringing them on for a zone of genes, it helps them, too, Mm -hmm. to sharpen their
0: skills Mm -hmm. and figure out what they want to do. So before we get more into the business, I have one more question about the relationship. Okay. What advice would you give to someone who is currently experiencing domestic violence in their relationship. Domestic and or mental violence. Is, is the mental violence domestic violence? I think violence? mental is like, part is of domestic. Right, okay. Because so like, like, for me, it was definitely mental, physical, and emotional. Right, okay, so there's like many different aspects. So first of all, thank you for sharing what You're you've welcome. shared with me, with the audience. Um, But what advice would you give to someone who may be currently experiencing some sort of um, violent relationship? dig deep
1: like first and foremost dig deep because i don't think i was doing that like i Mm -hmm. think i was just trying to avoid the conflict but the same Mm -hmm. way you would do your business think about what you don't like doing you'd have to do that in your life first you have to think about like i don't like subjecting myself to this i don't like and i know it's easier said than done because people always say just leave Mm
0: -hmm. and it's
1: not always that easy that's why i'm like all i know how to do is pray to -hmm. get out of this because You know, at one point there was a threat about if I tried to leave. So Mm. you, and you don't know what that person's capable of. Like you think you do because you're with them, but you really don't, Mm -hmm. even though, you know, they clearly have some healing to do. You still don't know how, how far they're going to go. So dig deep and pray. Don't be ashamed if you can't just hurry up and get out of it and you know if you can ask for help ask for help you don't have to take the approach that i did as far as like okay i, want, I don't want to bring y'all into it but hopefully my thought process and that makes sense for someone else too mm-hmm. because sometimes i i know that there's people who don't mind helping me and doing things for me but i also know they have other people to protect mm-hmm. as well so it's like you can't you have to be selfish but not mm-hmm. all at the same time mm-hmm. and if you can find a lesson in it find the
0: lesson hold on to it and then continue to move forward Mm -hmm. and we'll make sure to have in the show notes some uh information for places that you can call if you are experiencing domestic violence and you want to seek help and you're not sure who to go to who you can trust and things like that so if that is you make sure you check the show notes for that yeah um so big clo I don't know. In is Chirido, that a big lotto a song? I hear like Big Clo energy. Is that Big Lotto? We do you know it's not talk about
1: is the word that she No, uses? but I'm
0: saying I'm putting your name in yes, the song you can put for some that reason. There. That's what I, that's her song? Yes. Okay, that's the song that I'm Is saying. it on I'm the Rich Auntie playlist? I think it is on the okay. Rich Auntie playlist. There's a rich auntie, okay. auntie playlist. Y'all. Yeah. So I have a, a rich auntie playlist. I have a trap auntie workout playlist um and we will be using that you know Try. she introduced all the me time. to some of the
1: songs on the playlist i'm like how do <laughs> you even know this she started singing this one song there's a whole different language and i'm
0: like how <laughs> are you this lit? lit? the Mind song you, is hard we don't know what they're saying either. i know what they're saying because i googled it because i said if i'm going to be singing this song in spanish i want to know what they're talking about the song is talking about drugs i'm not an advocate for drugs but this song is lit like the beat and everything okay but i digress You selling my business. (laughs) I'm just trying to to help. I'm trying to give them context because I'm like, I need them to know who you are because we're not doing dry. I need you to stop selling my business. So anyway, we're talking about you. (laughs) So Big Clo Energy, right? See, this is what happens. Songs pop up in my head. That's just how it happens. It's fine. So Big Clo Energy, what does that mean? I'm unapologetic but not in the sense of what
1: that means I can cuss all the time. Like I'm not really an over cusser, I'm a cuss, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I will drop an F-bomb, not finna lie, or anything like that. But it's just being unapologetic about who I am mm-hmm. and what I do, cause it took me a lot to get here. Mm-hmm. Like to understand what my vision was, how to put the right people in the place to create the visuals that I need, you know? It took mm-hmm. me a lot. But Big Claw Energy is just that unapologetic, whatever makes me feel good and
0: whatever makes the vision come out. Mm-hmm. And so how do you then take your big clothes and I mean, I know the answer to this cause she's doing it for me, but like <laughs> how do you take that energy and help your clients translate that into their brands? I have to be able to stand
1: on what I'm recommending to mm. them. And I think, like I said, and we're, we're probably going to use this since we started with that whole situation. Like I'll use it probably as a reference, but, then I couldn't do that because I didn't know how the client would take it. Mm. So even though, even if they're completely happy with what I'm doing, I'm like, Oh, well, what instead of saying, well, what do you think about this? This is, I'm fine saying, well, this is what we're doing. And this is why mm-hmm. we're not doing that. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's not to negate how the client feels, but I'm taking your vision on as my own. Mm-hmm. And I know that every creative doesn't do it in the way that I do that. Mm-hmm. So to stand on big clo energy is like, nah, like, Your vision is my vision, but I'm gonna make it bigger. Mm -hmm. So that's what Mm -hmm. that stands for. It's like, I see what you see, I hear you. Mm -hmm. I hear you sis, but mm, let's do this instead, but I'm also gonna tell you why. So Mm -hmm. I'm not gonna make an executive decision and not be able to stand on it Mm -hmm. and explain it to you. Mm -hmm. Because clients or anyone, if you're the service receiver, not Mm -hmm. provider, receiver, you know what you wanna see, you know what you like. There's mm-hmm. probably other brands you've looked at. It's like, I really like how they do X, Y, Z. But just cause you like it, doesn't mean your brand needs it. Right. It doesn't mean that it's gonna flow with what you're looking to do. I also wanna challenge you to think past what do you like now versus what have you liked in the past? What do you like going forward? Because your brand's supposed to evolve with you. Mm-hmm. Like if you look at, so if
0: anybody watches basketball, I love basketball, another fun fact, nobody knows know that. that. Oh yes, Play. the playoffs is stressing me out right now. Okay, who you a Atlanta Hawks fan? By or, default. Okay, they lost that. Yeah, they don't. Got
1: okay. Why are we? Anyway, <laughs> we gonna stick with uh, the Warriors for now because that's my my safe zone. Okay. Mm-hmm. Atlanta be trying me, mm-hmm. but when you watch that, every team this year because of the seventy fifth anniversary rebranded. Mm-hmm. There's you can look back and see what like the old Hawks logos were. If you notice, they are never substantially different. Right. It's just a little tweak. <laughs> You know, a little something. Mm-hmm. And it's like, some, now they had the retro jerseys, but they they still look like these teams' jerseys.
0: They don't look like, oh, this is a whole nother team. Now it's a right. couple teams. I'm like, so y'all, some of those small, colors, right? Some of the colors be throwing me off. I'll be like, wait a minute, y'all, where y'all pull baby butterfly? But see, butter the thing pink is, pink we
1: may be, <laughs> not baby butterfly. Like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> But see, this is what I'm saying. Like, we don't know the full color palette. That's why when people be like, True. I have two colors. I'm like, how? Right? How do you have two colors? What you right. gonna do with that? Mm-hmm. And you know, I'm like, oh, we starting with at least eight. because when it's time to pull that one small color out it's gonna make a complete difference even though we didn't change the brand Mm -hmm. at all Mm -hmm. it's just to let's modernize a little bit let's
0: smooth it out Mm -hmm. but I try to stay timeless while giving it a soul stir what do you think is the biggest challenge you experience in working with clients because what you just described and I I get it right Mm. you want to You want clients to have total trust in what you're doing, right? Because yes. you're taking what they want and, like you said, making it bigger. But there has to yeah. be that trusting relationship there. So what do you find is the biggest challenge in working with, you know, entrepreneurs and CEOs that you work with that are building these businesses as their baby, right?
1: Um, I think the the hardest challenge is sometimes it can be them not knowing what they want, but they know what they like. But sometimes those don't always connect and sometimes they don't really matter because it's not all about you.
0: Right. Um, and
1: I'm not saying that in a rude way to anybody that's taking this approach, but I promise you, you're gonna have to step outside yourself a mm-hmm. little bit. Um, now, another challenge though, is they know too much of what they want and they're not willing to let go because mm. they've had this vision for so long, like this is what I wanna do, mm. but no one's told them why that may not work. Mm. Like that's why people tell you all the time, there's a difference between a brand designer and a graphic designer, those right. are not the same. Mm-hmm. Like I can work with a brand designer, even though I know how to design mm-hmm. too. Like graphic designers, they simply are doing the graphics. Like, you be like okay, I just need a flyer. You ever just say like, I need a flyer and somebody makes a, a flyer mm-hmm. for you, but that's it. it is for that one event. It may not even look like your brand. It's like, it's fine though. Cause it's for a different event. So it can be blue. Mm-hmm. but even though your colors might not have nothing to do with the blue right. but that graphic design is really good so the flyer is is top tier mm-hmm. but it could you can have great designs and it not connect Right, like I've seen people where I'll look at their branding and think it's bomb but then meet the person and be like this ain't that <laughs> but I also know that everybody's not looking for that right. like the ideal client isn't always saying oh well this color don't look like her like I can tell you what shade of orange looks like you mm-hmm. and not because it looks good on our skin but like Your aura, your Mm -hmm. energy, your values. Like, there's a lot of difference in that. Mm -hmm. Does
0: that make sense? It makes, I mean, it makes total sense to me. I want you to talk a little bit more in detail about it because the way you think about color psychology is fascinating to me. Yeah. I hate picking colors. Let me just tell y'all, Chloe knows this. Even when I worked in the industry and we were developing products. And, you know, I was in the product development department. And one of the things was like, oh, look at this blue and this blue. And I'll be like, bro, that's the same blue. If you don't pick a blue like I just really don't, I don't care for it. Right. And so the things that I know I'm I'm not good at, no, that's why I work with you. Right. The things that I know I'm not good at, the things that I know will take me a lot of time because I will spend my wheels for weeks trying to pick out the color blue. Right. (laughs) And it just is not it's not a good use of my time. Right. So I'll just pick whatever. Um, so talk a little bit more about the color psychology. You talked about the energy, the aura, yeah. um, how that represents. Break that down for people, what that really means, because a lot of people are out here picking the same colors. And we need to Right, We need to um, help the girls and the guys listen um, with their branding. So talk yeah. to me about color psychology and what you kind of go through in order to. I'm gonna try, I'm try to make it a little general because you know everybody's process is different for me. Right,
1: Like it's literally like I can't cookie cutter it. Like people don't realize. So I'm thinking, I'm a color psychologist in real life. But I take a very different approach, mm-hmm. I feel like. Like I've talked to other graphic designers or brand designers and their thought process is completely different. But I'm like, Would you do you know what each color means? Mm-hmm. So first I like to study the person, see what their energy is. And you have to understand if a person's warm, you have to understand other than, okay, well, they're really professional, so I'm gonna stick with blues like blue has a lot of other meanings like calm Mm -hmm. and, you know, uh, freshness like there's green fresh, but then there's blue fresh. So there's Mm -hmm. also that like if you think about baby shower blue and I'm gonna call it baby shower blue because y'all know exactly what I'm talking about, Mm -hmm. but you never see that all the time other than that a baby shower mm. it doesn't mean other brands don't have light blue in there but there's a certain baby because you, you don't say this baby butter pink or whatever you say and it's stuck there now but <laughs> that's a um, new color i need to patent that
0: okay yes
1: <laughs> i don't know what that looked like y'all <laughs> um but when you think about it that's why you see now more people are doing like browns because it's like that's all you saw it was always you having a boy you're going mm. to blue if you no have girl, a girl there's going to do pink mm-hmm. but the brown it's not necessarily cuz they don't want to do the whole gender thing it's an it's an energy thing it's warm it's more inviting it's more inclusive mm. especially now that guys are going to baby, so baby showers. showers yeah you have to think of all these things like I do an eight color palette, Mm -hmm. but only four are primary. So when people come to me and say they only have those four, I might have to extend their palette. Like if I approve of their colors and I like them as is, I might have to extend it and then tell them why. Those first four, I want to match with number one, how you are Mm -hmm. as the client, but also what are you looking to do with the clients that you want to attract? Don't think about me. With the clients that you want to attract, how, what are we trying to make them feel? Mm-hmm. What do you want them to feel about you? What do you want them to feel about the product? Those are also two different feelings. Mm-hmm. So I like to think about all the things and that's where those four come from. The next two would be um, essentially the complementary color. So that way it can desaturate a little bit because people get their brand colors and then that's all you see mm-hmm. after that. And I'm like, tired of seeing this color i need you to do other things Mm -hmm. which is why you know photos are a huge part Mm -hmm. even in photo shoots you don't have to wear just your brand colors now it helps that you have a setting you know that's Mm -hmm. probably a different color if you find some that meet that criteria cool if you happen to find a purple chair cool Mm -hmm. you know we can make it work but i wouldn't say every time you do a shoot you need to be in that purple chair because it's the brand color like you can still do your own thing it's about how they correlate it's about how they match and then the final two colors of that palette circling back to the eight is the ones that you use for very minute things and Mm -hmm. they also have to be able to switch out with the primary colors for the seasons like you don't need bright yellow in your palette because it's going to be winter at some point Mm -hmm. and you're going to be looking like this mm-hmm. so you need to be able to switch so that's why there are certain colors that i don't recommend i won't mm-hmm. say i'll never use but they you have to understand the function mm-hmm. of those colors as they come together so there's just a lot of interworkings and i love that i'm able me being big clo <laughs> i'm able to stand on those inner workings and tell you why colors don't have to go together why they do go together mm-hmm. what they represent what they stand for because there's still the scientific aspect too but i'm not going to do that today
0: so I feel like I asked you this question before, but I don't remember the answer. Or maybe I do. But we're doing this she on the just podcast. Ask again. Um, if you weren't a chief branding officer, what would you be? Hmm.
1: I would probably go back to influencing.
0: Oh, yeah, I did ask you. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: I would probably go back to influencing just because and I think I'm probably still gonna get back into it in my own way. But like a lot of people know me for that's what I started off with. But this was before it was like this bajillion dollar industry i was literally just this is when everybody was using big cartel y'all so y'all know this is a minute ago five free products okay am i telling my age okay (laughs) um five free products and i was literally reaching out to boutiques because everybody had a boutique at Uh one point and (laughs) that was the entrepreneur like you had a boutique Uh i was like hey i realize you're a small business do you need someone to promote it for you i just asked i'm like well if you send me clothes i'm gonna just post some pictures in it you know mm-hmm. and i did that for a lot of small boutiques some are still in business some didn't make it mm-hmm. but at the same time like i used to love that and i would still buy the clothes from some of them like this time i really liked they would at least like sell them to me at cost because they were such small businesses they couldn't afford to just give clothes out mm-hmm. um but it's like now i think i if i do it again i'll have found more meaning in the products that i actually use because so i was literally mm-hmm. just reaching out to boutiques to help Mm-hmm. Like, not because I specifically liked everything. Like, mm-hmm. of course, I wouldn't reach out for something I thought wasn't cute. Mm-hmm. But now it's like, but will I use it? So were you
0: wearing some ugly stuff? Okay, this was years ago. So I they didn't might say the brand. I'm just saying, like, they back in the now. day, in that time, like, were the outfits ugly? I think I liked them for the time being. Okay, it was a different style. Yes. Okay,
1: what color was your hair? It was still regular. It, it was, was like black? A, Browns, like what color is like a, I'm dark brown, but okay. it was like a, like a blonde, strawberry blonde.
0: You had strawberry blonde hair? Okay. At one point it was like an orangey blonde. But it wasn't, but the, the looks for that time, it was like, what was in for that? Yeah.
1: I definitely wore the classic natural brown sew-in though. So. Okay. So I think I was in between. Like I went from, um, I think I went from my natural color to streaks mm-hmm. to, mm-hmm the full thing. Now I was still a baddie with blonde though. Now that we're talking about hair, let's talk about this French roll. (laughs) If anybody, just so y'all know, I was not an adult with a French roll. I need you
0: to tell the story about the French roll. Okay, okay? y'all, I
1: had, so (laughs) I was 13 with this French roll and this was like the ultimate auntie French roll with the snail curl thing, the pin Mm -hmm. curls.
0: With the snail. But it was a French French roll on micro braids.
1: Okay, there was two French rolls. I didn't business.
0: tell you about the other French roll. Oh, you talking about a different French roll? Yes. All right. I want you to tell the body roll story with the French roll. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Why do we need to revisit these moments? Because y'all, I was in sixth they grade. Need to know. I was in sixth grade, and like it was my first like school dance, right? So let me tell y'all. So I wore this blue dress. Y'all remember Body Shop? Not like where the candles and stuff at, but Body Shop, the store the with store. the little stretchy clothes. OK, mm-hmm. so I had a dress from there, but I thought it was real cute and it was almost this color. That's crazy. It's probably like two shades lighter. It's clearly my color, but it's probably a couple shades lighter than this. It was slinky and like I had never been out with my other friends who like knew how to twerk a little bit. It wasn't called. It wasn't twerking back then. It was just like dance,
0: right? Booty shaking. Said, OK. It was literally yeah. just booty
1: shaking. So mm-hmm. like I had never done that but it was more like a body roll so it still wasn't a booty shake like i hadn't got that down yet it mm-hmm. was like a. can we get a demonstration we not finna do that but it was from the side y'all like <laughs> you know if you think about like old school r&b bobby brown on stage type body rolls it was kind of <laughs> like that and so mm-hmm. but with that outfit i had micros but since it was the school dance i got the micros done into a french roll Oh, and it was some micros hanging down. So it was like a half up, half down. Was they like Shirley
0: Simple Curl? Yeah.
1: How did I know that?
0: <laughs> we are telling our age at this point. It was top tier.
1: I don't care. If I found a picture, I would have held it up to the camera for y'all. But We're going to not. get the
0: picture and put that in the video. Um, or put no, it in the show not. notes. So people can click on No, it. we're not doing that. You going to post it on social? And then
1: I love the French roll so much. I didn't tell you this part. Last day of school, sixth grade year. Mm-hmm. I then... Got my friend. I got my hair done just for the last day of school. I've always been like a little over the top. So got my hair done just for, but my real hair mm-hmm. minus the stuffing of the French roll. Mm-hmm. And like had like the the pin curls around On the, the side. side. And then I wore a white off the shoulder shirt, some blue, white, I don't know what it is, me and blue is clearly my thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Wore some blue, white leg pants with K-Swiss. Ooh, so I was I dressed have up. Some Yo, I was dressed up with my French roll, but with <laughs> sneakers on. Like now that I think about it, it was just really bad. But I, the outfit was cute. Like, what color were your
0: case was? I was, was white. Mad. My parents they didn't have white case with, so I had to get the white and green joints. They had the green stripes on the no, side. No, look, look. I thought I was too cute because I had the all white pair, but mm-hmm. it was the tongue twisters, and they twisted to the red tongue when I wanted to be spicy. Okay. See, yeah, mine were horrendous. Like her, I remember Kate Swift. But do Ooh. you remember
1: the Twist Tongue, though?
0: I do. I couldn't find him in don't my know size. How, I think I got red because our
1: school was in uniforms. Mm-hmm. And so our clothes was red, black, and gray. So mm-hmm. I would switch it to red on the days where, like,
0: I wanted to match my
1: my shirt. Okay. My little collar shirt. Girl, we, yeah.
0: Okay. We're not talking about that no more. So, um, listen. <laughs> Y'all, go I've this come a that. long way for the, for the purple hair, okay? Listen. I want you to tell um, everyone where they can find you and what Everywhere. you may have coming up yeah she in these streets i'm legit out here um i'm kidding i'm
1: always inside in my now peaceful home um but amen i am at the chloe brand on instagram really on all the things i'm at the chloe brand that's where i be at uh, business is at the chloe branding co so everything is streamlined straight to the point if you don't find one you should find the other
0: i love you chloe thank you for joining me so much this has been such a pleasure i hope you all enjoyed this episode and we will see thank you now that's a wrap for this week's episode of found the flow i sincerely hope you feel more aligned regardless where you are on this journey i've centered this show around my hopes that you find a safe space as you navigate your growth Make sure to share this on your favorite social platform. Tag me while you're figuring out what being in flow means to you and share this with your people because you really never know who can get something from the message. Until next week, may you find the flow.